Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to this special Master's Week edition of the Shotgun Start. This will be a little different episode, a little experiment for the last men's major of the season, typically the first men's major of the season. I wrote a little essay that we plan to read on the podcast, just a short little episode. We printed it, put the transcript of it, so to speak, on the friedegg.com, so it is an article, uh, but we wanted to bring it to you more in an audio as an audio essay, and this is presented by... Bixby Coffee, our good friends, our OG sponsor, the people who brought you the Bixby house. They are going to be launching a special shotgun start holiday blend that will be live on their website, bixbycoffee.com, Wednesday night. The holiday roast per Miles Fisher, the co-founder of Bixby Coffee, is a unique blend of specialty coffee from Nicaragua and Peru. Two big hitters in the specialty coffee scene. And it's got hints of cinnamon, milk chocolate, and toasted graham crackers, which um, I can get on board with for the holiday season. It's roasted and shipped the day you order. Uh, it has a special SGS logo, and it's a specific holiday blend. And for club subscribers, club members, you can just email Paulina at hi, H-I, hi at BixbyCoffee.com, and she'll take care of everything for you. If you want to send it as a gift to a friend or family member, she'll just add the charge to your club account, figure out the address. If you want a special holiday note you want to send as the gift, she'll take care of everything. That's if you're a club member or subscriber already to the Shotgun Start Blend. Email Paulina at hi at BixbyCoffee.com. You don't have to enter any credit card information. She'll just take care of it, get it off to the address, the, the recipient you want, and with a special holiday note. So that'll be on, on the website, BixbyCoffee.com, Wednesday, November 11th. All right, so this is an essay I wrote. Obviously, this is a unique master's, maybe a master's we didn't expect, and certainly we didn't anticipate at the start of this year. We figured we'd bring it to you as really a micro addition to the full week of master's podcasts. The title on the friedegg.com is Process Over Results, Appreciating a Master's Unlike Any Other. The Cleveland Indians tweeted happy birthday wishes to Rajay Davis a few weeks ago. In the tweet, the tribe referred to a player who hit just 13 career home runs for the team as the man, the myth, the Cleveland legend. The incongruity of an outpouring of birthday love for a 13 career home run legend made me pause and smile. He played less than two years with the team a few years back, but he is adored there now and forever and he did not need a decade-long relationship with the team putting up all-star numbers. Rajay Davis is, of course, the player who choked up on the bat for a 2-2 pitch from the evil 100-mile-per-hour throwing Aroldis Chapman and took him deep to tie Game 7 of the World Series when hope was just about lost. The Tribe then lost the game and the series to take ownership from the Cubs of the longest title drought professional baseball. It was a crushing end to a crushing series, but that home run, and the feelings that followed it 
will be remembered and celebrated forever. If you just look at the leaderboard or Wikipedia page for the 2018 Masters, you'll read that Jordan Spieth finished a respectable third place. He did not win and he did not set any notable records. The number 64 next to his final round is a low one, but it tells us so little about the day and why I remember it. Spieth, who feels like he has 25 years of history with the tournament he's played just six times, started nine shots back. Then he went out in 31, and the crowd started peeling off the final pairing of Pat Reed and Rory McIlroy with that Augusta speed walk toward history. Each birdie was a loud conversion ritual for the belief that something historic was happening. The nine-shot deficit was then fully erased at the 16th hole. Even alcohol cannot make khaki-clad dads lose their inhibitions the way Spieth's 33-foot putt to tie the Masters did. I know I'll never forget that scene, where I watched from, what I heard, who I watched with. The laughter with a couple golf media types from jokes I am not yet allowed to retell was interrupted by the ball going in the hole and all of us incredulously shouting curse words into a wall of louder noise. The 64 on the Wikipedia page doesn't tell the story of that putt, the story of that scene. Spieth mouthing, are you kidding me, to his caddy after it went in. The belief that he might shoot 62 or maybe 61 for the greatest major round ever. And then the heartrending moment, his ball clipped the tree off the 18th tee to seal just a 64 for just a third place finish. In a moment rife with debate shows and tweets where win-loss results must be contextualized in the terms of what it all means for legacies or who should be fired, it's easy to forget why we spend so much time watching sports. It would be much more efficient and beneficial to our health to just check the box score or leaderboards on Saturday and Sunday nights. The primary value we derived from hours watching sports was the Manichaean result. There's pain, amusement, anxiety, tension, heartbreak, joy, and memories from the smaller moments of competition. There's Rajay's homer before a loss and Speed's putt before a third place finish. And there's the minutes we lived immediately following them. The Masters thrives from these smaller moments in the larger competition. More than any golf tournament, the Masters is bigger than the players in the field and bigger than the result. Certain additions are amplified by the result, such as Jack in 1986 or Tiger in... Was that just last year? But the tournament has become this powerhouse sports event enjoyed simply for what it is year over year and tradition after tradition, and less for the specifics of who is involved and how they finish. This ranges from the little familiar details in annual sites to the unexpected you may have never seen before on a course and at a tournament you know so well. Tiger won the Masters last year, but Zach Johnson accidentally bunted his driver off the tee marker on maybe the most famous par 5 tee box in golf. Both were celebrated as part of the 2019 Masters experience. And now we're going to have those opportunities again in a year when that once seemed unlikely. The Masters is still the Masters, whether it's won by Tiger Woods in the greatest comeback of all time or by ZJ over a cold and dreary four days. The Masters is still the Masters, whether it's April or November. This is why I find myself making a commitment to enjoy the hell out of every second of it this year. I will focus on and delight in every Bryson histrionic recoil, the Rory run, you know it's coming, and Spieth run, it might be shorter, but you know it's coming too and every pace of the strut of a reigning champ we never thought we'd see again. 
I'll find pleasure in the eccentricities of this November exercise, finding the opportunity to appreciate the rarity of Augusta National in the fall and the camera shots we could get with no patrons in the way. A coping mechanism of mine in this no good year has been trying to find the unexpected opportunities born out of awful circumstances. That does not mean it's better this way or that it's not been an awful year. A Masters in April with fans and roars would have been better and I'm ready to get back to that in 2021. But I'm grateful we're having a Masters at all. I'm grateful I get to watch the shots and the recoils and the competition. Regardless of whether the winner is not some miracle story or the finish is not especially dramatic. I'm committing to the experience of the Masters and not the hope for a result that might make the best documentary someday. What makes a televised pro golf tournament so great is that you can come and go. Put it on as background and then lock in for hours. Leap off the couch or nap on the couch. It's four days, dozens of broadcast hours, and hundreds of shots. It's versatile and reliable and it'll be there for you to hopefully make this four-day stretch better. This does not mean I will watch a golf tournament unburdened from what's happening in the real world. I'm thankful we get this Masters off in what appears to be a safe and responsible fashion in a year when that seemed tenuous and maybe still does. The pandemic still rages. I will think about what we've lost and who we've lost in the months since March and Easter, when we all sat on our couch and watched Tiger on a Zoom call with Jim Nance instead of the originally scheduled Masters Sunday. That feels like years and not months ago. But now the Zoom may come between you and family you can't be with while you watch from distant couches. Consider this an opportunity for a dry run or an entire stand-in for the impending holiday you might not be able to celebrate with everyone you want to this year. A Zoom gathering with friends and families is better for panning Nick Faldo and hollering about golf shots good and bad than it is for some virtual Thanksgiving dinner. So throw on the Masters, dial into FaceTime or Zoom with friends and family, come in and out of your Masters nap with them, devour your embarrassing attempt at a biscuit sandwich judgment-free, mute the uncle who starts to talk politics. Uniquely celebrate the uniqueness of this Masters. Find the opportunity you can out of these terrible circumstances. For me, it will be getting to watch with my kids at an age where they can follow what's happening for the first time. We'll be having the time and a phone not held captive in the media center to call my parents, who got me into the game for the first time in years during a Masters Sunday. Maybe I'll buy some monster if Tiger gets involved. I might try to make pimento cheese sandwiches, even though A, I don't think they're all that good, and B, I've never made one and probably will fail spectacularly. That doesn't matter. No one will ever know if it's terrible, and I will be happier than a pig in shit in the process of just trying to make it to celebrate this Masters from home. It's the experience over the result. The result has never mattered less than the simple fact that the Masters is being played and we get to watch it. It's the Masters, and it will deliver those moments over the next four days that were so far from your mind back in April. You'll be rewarded with the minutes that follow something like a Rajay Homer or a Spieth birdie charge along the way. Or maybe it's just ZJ doinking one off the tee marker. You'll remember it, though, and be grateful we had it. Thanks again for listening. I know that's a little different, but figured we'd experiment in this uh, week unlike any other. And we'll be back 
with our usual episodes recapping the action every day. Appreciate your guys listening, your patronage, as to use a word for the week, and uh, look forward to taking in this Masters uh, with you all.